We continue with the sixth and seventh Mishnah, Mishnah Vav and Mishnah Zayin of the fourth Perak of uh, of uh, Perak Dalit. Kemaseu b'chol kach maaseu b'shavas. So here we're talking about uh, the that which was described in Mishnah. Hey, in Mishnah five, the mitzvah of a rava. What is this mitzvah of a rava? So the first thing we learn is that uh, the same way it was performed when uh, when the seventh day of Yantif fell out on. Um, a Sunday, it was the same way it was performed when it fell out on a Shabbos, meaning there was no difference in terms of our performance of the mitzvah of Arava, whether or not the seventh day of Yantah fell out on a Shabbos or not on a Shabbos. Elahayu malakdin osan me'er Shabbos amanichan osan begigios shel zahav kedeshalo yichmoshu. So there was one small difference. What was the one small difference? One that we're familiar with from the mitzvah of Lulav, that they would gather it before Shabbos and leave it there so we wouldn't have a Shiloh, we wouldn't have a question regarding caring. They would leave them there in golden basins. The basins would be filled with water in order that what? In order that the leaves would not, uh, would not wither. They wouldn't, uh, they wouldn't wilt away. The Mishnah continues, Rabbi Yochanan ben Broka Omer, Chario shel dekel hayu mevin v'chovtin usan b'karka b'tzidei amizbeach. So Rabbi Yochanan ben Broka said that, no, it wasn't the aravos, it wasn't willows, but rather what was it? It was the palms. It was as we're familiar with the lulav, the chario shel dekel is what they would bring and uh, and hit on the side of the ground and the side of the mizbeach. V'osa yom nikra yom chibut charios. And what would they do that? They called it the day of the palm twig beating day. Because what did they do on that day? They beat the twigs of the palm. Um, as opposed to Arava day, as we described in the fifth, uh, in the fifth Mishnah. Uh, we don't pass in like Rabbi Yochanan. There's an interesting idea. How did Rabbi Yochanan come up with this idea that today is not the Arava day, but rather it's the day of the, uh, of the, uh, Chibut Charios? Of the of the beating of the palm twigs, so he really learned it out from the limud of the word of kapot of uh, of uh, the the branches. So uh, what it, he, he thought kapot meant that, uh, as we understand kapot tomorrow, it understands that that would be the lulav as we uh, as we discussed it. Uh, but this isn't the case, and the and the chacham read it because kapot is spelled without a vav, and therefore it's kapat. And uh, in that case. Um, in that case, it's not talking about the lulav, which which can't really be singular. It's talking about, in that case, uh, the aravos, uh, which have that uh, ability. So we pass them like the chachamim on the seventh day would be, on the seventh day of Yantif, regardless of whether it's Shabbos or not, uh, we would perform the mitzvah of the aravos and whether we would beat them against the side of the mizbeach or on top of the mizbeach. Uh, the difference on Shabbos, we would bring them on Friday before Shabbos, and that was the Yom Arava, as we discussed in the fifth mission, continuing on with Mishnah Zion, Miyaratinoko, Shomtimasulavein, Vaochlinetroge, and one of the favorite Mishnayos of, of all times, not because of its brevity, uh, but perhaps because of its interest in describing in a few short words exactly what was happening. So we don't actually know what the first word means, which is a little bit challenging. It'll allow me to say perhaps there are different understandings of what the first uh, word means. So Miyad could either mean immediately, or Miyad could mean from the hands. So depending on how we translate that and we understand that, the mission takes on a different context. So let's go both ways. So miyad, if we immediately, upon the conclusion of what, what we were talking about in the previous mission, immediately uh, after the conclusion of, of the Arava, part of the Arava day, what would happen? They would untie the lulavin and they would, uh, and they would uh, eat from the esrobin. It's important that it points out this is what the kids would do. 
because the lovin and atrogen of the adults were moktza, because we have a concept of that which begins the day moktza, concludes the day moktza, even though it's no longer, I, I, I no longer am fulfilling my mitzvah lulav, but there's a kedusha that's involved with that lulav, with that etrog, and therefore that kedusha is maintained throughout the day. And just as it was moktza this morning, it's moktza this afternoon, even though I personally, mitzidi, from my own perspective, this etrog and lulav doesn't have the kedusha of a mitzvah in its relation to me, but it had a kedusha of a mitzvah at the beginning of Yantav, so it has the kedusha of a mitzvah all the way to the end of Yantav. So that's one way to understand the Mishnah. The second way is miyara tinokos, that in, what happened, that they would take the, um, the uh, etrogen and the lulavim from the hands of the children. Um, so that seems a little bit inappropriate. It seems like it's stealing. And it turns out to be not the case, that there was such tremendous joy and unbridled enthusiasm, if you can imagine such a thing, that what was the logical reaction at the conclusion of the Arava day would be to take the lulavs and to take the astro because they wanted some way if you will, to actualize this excitement and this enthusiasm. Uh, so they knew that their lulavs and their etrogum were still moktza. So they took the lulavim and the etrogum of the kids, because um, they were not, because the kids didn't fulfill a mitzvah midiraisa with them. So therefore, they weren't really moktza. Um, and therefore, this is, uh, you know, uh, one way of Simchas Yantif. I guess one could, and, and I haven't seen this written anywhere, but perhaps one can argue that this is no different than when the Shulchan Aruch discusses that in the middle of a circle by the Chassan and Kala, so it's certainly a possibility that somebody's toes are going to get stepped on, that uh, they used to joust to entertain the Chassan and Kala. So one has to be aware of when they were in the Beis HaMektash during that period of time, this is a way that somebody... Uh, demonstrated their unbridled enthusiasm. Perhaps we won't even mention it. Uh, it would be at the conclusion of the celebration when a city wins a major championship of some form. So rioting seems to be part of the celebratory nature. Um, certainly that would not be the case nor acceptable. That's not what the base of Mikdash is advocating. That's not what the mission is talking about. But this is the way, unfortunately, Hamratim, at least Anuratim, there's so much enthusiasm. So, okay, so we eat an astroke. Probably not as much the end of the world. And even then, we were mocked to make sure that we don't eat our own estrogen. We eat the estrogen of children because they were not mocked, they were not mokta throughout the entire day. So, anu rotsim, vehem rotsim, one could potentially say.